This message comes to you from New Life Derby. welcome. What a privilege, what a morning, what an opportunity to be family together. If you're not used to being in church, we particularly really welcome you. This is family. We had an evening yesterday which was a family gathering of the church and that word might be a little bit strange to to some here, but the truth is, imagine, imagine being part of a different family. They say you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Imagine finding a relative that you didn't realize that you had. Imagine if that relative was really wealthy. That would be all right, wouldn't it? Or perhaps we could imagine starting life over again. Can you imagine that? What would that feel like? Would you want to do that? (laughs) Over the next few minutes, I've got about 10 minutes to talk to you, to have a conversation. We'll have a conversation together. Is that okay? Yes? And, And I want to talk about those three things, those three things that we could imagine, we could, we could perhaps explore. And in doing so, what we do, we use, as you've already seen, people have been speaking out words from this book, the Bible. It's an amazing book. And the Bible, if you can go on this journey with me, is, is a little bit like a mirror. Because as we, as we look and read it, we actually see, see what we look like. You know, they maybe see your hair out of place and things like that. But actually, the Bible does something more. It, it, actually, it actually shows us things inside of us. It reflects things in us. It's pretty amazing, that. It's an amazing book. God's Word. But there's another side to this as well because it's a bit of a, it's a two-way mirror because it not only shows us and shows us stuff about ourselves we didn't know and reveals truth that we perhaps not even mentioned to anybody else. It actually reveals to us what God's like. And it kind of shines truth and it's like, wow. And it reveals things about our creator, God the Father, we get information, it's like, it's revealed, it's, it's made apparent to us. It's pretty cool. It's breathtaking. So, are we okay to do that? Are we okay to just Im- have those three imaginations and look at just four verses in the Bible that, that will help us just understand even some of this language of family today? Um. Part of me, if I had to have a, a title, I would talk about adoption. I, I work with, um, with families and I've worked with families so, and been in the room when they were about to adopt a child and just the emotions, just the, just the jubilance, just the, just, the, just the pressure. It's just phenomenal seeing a, a family come together. And the Bible is really a book about families. If you read it, it's got... It's got stories about widows, about orphans, about men who have, who have made mistakes and are lost and mentally unwell and, and hurting themselves. Uh, uh, but people are just preparing to die. It's got loads of phenomenal real stories in. And, and if you look at it, you'll find somebody, you'll find something in it that's really relevant 
to your life. And so that's why I love this book, but we're just going to choose four verses. Is that okay? Is that enough? And we'll just look at that and we'll have these three imaginations together. The verses, if you could put them up, please, are from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. I'll read it through. Thought it would be on there. Fantastic. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. How cool is that? This is written by a a man called Paul who's wrote much of the New Testament, much of the the second part of the Bible. And he has so so much truth that he reveals that in these words. Let's look at verse 4 together. My mouth's getting dry. Excuse me. Mmm, I want to drink. But when the time, set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. The time had fully come. We measure time by, by well, the Greeks would measure time by chronos and, and kairos. Kairos, that fully time, that time had fully come. It says this, that um, it means, means the right and critical moment. It signifies a proper or opportune time for action. So that Kairos moment, what a moment today seeing these children dedicated. What a moment today when people are going to be baptised. It's a moment in their lives. And, and we think this is a moment in time, this is a day, just another day in your life perhaps you might say. And, and yet we look at history, we look at his story, that's Jesus' story, and how time is measured historically in A.D. or B.C., Uh, AD, short for the Latin phrase, Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord, or BC, before Christ, after the death of Christ, before Christ. And I'm just aware that he sets time. And our times are in his hands. Your times are in his hands. There's not a moment that you've lived that he doesn't know about. Hey, can I let you into a secret? I am 20 thousand and 180 days old today come on come on that's 55 years and three months that's a lot of days when you think of time I wonder how many days you've had but this is your day this is a particular day in your life what a moment to be alive There's a verse in the Bible, which I won't turn to, Psalm 139, verse 16. It says, your eyes saw my unformed body. So even though I'm counting my days from the day my mother gave birth to me, September, uh, November the 30th, 1964. I know I don't look that old. It's okay. It's okay. It's amazing what a bit of makeup does. 
But God saw my unformed body. He knew my existence before I existed and physically. And I used to think that was weird, but I remember, and I'm aware that medically they can see, they can see microscopically, they can see babies before they're born. The Bible's such a cool book, even before microscopes were existing. God declaring his perception, his ability. So it says here, when the time had fully come. So we're living in a time born under law. What does that mean? Under a system of rules and regulations enforced by penalties. Born under law. So there are some regulations that we have to legally do. But, but we want to make sure very clearly that there's nothing we can do to tick all the boxes, to get all the sums right. So even the guys getting baptised today, they're getting baptised not to tick a box and to achieve something. Baptism is not a legal requirement. It's a relationship requirement. It's a relationship requirement. It's actually about just saying, yes, I've made that internal decision and I'm going for you. I want to have that relationship. It's an act of obedience. Getting baptized is not going to save anybody. It just says, yes, I'm yours, Lord. Just as the parents said, yes, I want my child to be, follow you. How cool is that? The Bible says about this, about this law that the word became flesh. He was with God in the beginning. And actually God fulfills that. The Bible says that Jesus had come to abolish, to fulfill the law. Not to abolish it, but to fulfill it. Humanity's acceptance as all the laws of God are met in Jesus Christ only. So if you can imagine the creator has, is a holy God and, and, and he has an expectation and, and we fall short. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of God's glory, of God's standard. But somehow in Jesus, in Jesus, those requirements are met. So I can't start trying to achieve something. I'm not good enough. Apart from the Lord, I have no good thing. Outside of Jesus, I can't. One of my favorite prayers is, I can't, you can, please do. It's not, it's not a Hail Mary, it's not a, it's not a religious prayer, it's just my cry. The next verse says, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption. To redeem, that is to gain, to regain possession of something in exchange for payment. What was that payment? To receive a righteousness. The law is that which we can't keep, we fall short of. But a payment is required. Jesus comes and meets all the requirements. Jesus paid, met the legal requirements for you to be adopted into his family. I could give you some money and it's got some value and you hold value to that. And you might receive it. And you might spend it in faith. But actually I want to receive Jesus and I have received Jesus. And my, my currency, I'm not, I'm not in debt. I'm no longer in debt. That is something that every human being can receive. And I'll say a little bit more about that. Because grace and truth comes through Jesus. Because he chooses you. We read in this verse, it says that we might receive, might receive. I love that about God, that he doesn't make the decision for us. 
He gives us a choice. How do I know I'm not just in some cult and I'm just running, throwing my brains away? I've still got a choice. My will is not overrun. I choose. And God says that you might. It's up to you. He loves us so much, He won't force us. That we might receive and that we get that adoption. How amazing is that? Adoption. To take legal responsibility of, to bring them into up as your own. How cool is that? How amazing to be brought in to the family of God. Sixty percent of families say in the UK are blended families. Families are complicated, aren't they? Anybody's family not complicated? Yeah? Kind of complicated. Mine's complicated. I could tell you a few stories. I didn't really have that intimacy with my father until I was 50. And it's real. there's a lot of pain for us when we talk about father and family. In fact, there's a God-shaped hole within us all. Verse 6 says this, But you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit that calls out, Abba, Father. That word Abba speaks of daddy. It's an intimacy. Listen, it's, this ain't about religion. It's about relationship. I don't need religion. I need a real relationship. I don't need a God that's up there. I need to understand it. I need him to know me and I need to know that he really bothered because I see stuff on the news and it doesn't make sense to me. I need to know that he cares. Do you? Can we really be honest? Please, God, if you're real, help me to know you. That is a great prayer you can pray before you leave here. You say, I don't want to start singing songs and going crazy. Just begin by starting to sing and cry out to God. You say, Roger, come on. What does that mean? What does that mean? He says he sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit that calls out. It's not a fancy prayer. Children, cover your ears. God, if you're there, will you help me? I think that's what the Bible does. It, if you're really there, I have a place where I used to live where I called a thinking field. I used to go and have a shout at God. Have you got a place where you shout at God? Maybe it's not an audible sound, but maybe you have shouted at God. People say it, don't they? God help me. Yeah, and he will and he can and he does. People say, oh, Jesus, they use the name of our Lord Jesus. Why Jesus? Why do they choose the name of Jesus? Because it's powerful. Because there's something in us that, that, that actually, naturally calls out, that wants him. Why don't they say, oh, Mickey Mouse or whatever? It's Jesus. Because his name is powerful. And I guarantee if you call upon the name of Jesus, if you say, Jesus, I haven't got a clue what they're on with, but if you're real, will you come into my life? Something absolutely amazing happens. I'm telling you, these people sharing their testimonies today, they will tell you, they, don't, they can't make sense of all the words of it, but they know it's real. How cool is that? The last verse says this, so you are no longer a slave but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. Come on, an heir. <laughs> How good is that? An inheritance. 
You are more than what you've got in your bank account. You are more than your postcode. You are more than what people tell you if you're not a size 12. You're more than that. You're beautiful in his sight. He's crazy about you and he has an inheritance for you. How cool is that? That inheritance isn't just for here, but it's for eternity. There's a choice. There's an opportunity, not just to have life here, but an heir to eternity. Hang about, Roger, you're saying to me that you can have eternal life beyond the existence of this physical body. I can have an eternity, a relationship with God and something I'll be alive beyond death. Are you telling me that? Yeah. How cool is that? How real is that? We can enjoy something of heaven on earth today. We can enjoy something of heaven on earth today. And it's for every generation. So I've finished. Yes, you can be born to another family. Jesus offers you the opportunity to join his family. Yes, you can have a long, you can meet a long lost relative who is extremely wealthy and wants to share his wealth with you. Do you want to know what his name is? His name is Jesus. And yes, you can start life over. How amazing. Thank you. For more information, please visit newlifederby.org.uk.